talking about a chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables. With roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, amazing comedian, writer, actor, producer, all the hyphens. I don't know her that well. We're Instagram buds. We have a lot of friends in common. Please welcome Erin Darling. Hi, Erin. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, Of course. Uh, So I'm very excited to have you because I already am in love with with a lot of aspects of your fridge. Let's get into the fridge right now. You guys can see Aaron's fridge on my Instagram, at StandUpDan, and here we go. Okay, so automatically, I'm thinking somebody's Mexican. (laughs) 100%. I'm racially profiling your fridge, and I am right. Yeah, yeah, you are. And I wouldn't normally say that someone's Mexican just because they have tortillas in their fridge, but you've got corn tortillas and you have, this is like a stack of tortillas. Like this is, I've never seen anything like this outside of like a roadside taco stand. This is a, the stack takes up the whole, the whole shelf. Like there's no more room on top. It just fits in there. There's a hundred tortillas in there. A (laughs) hundred. And it's the best brand too. It's Guerrero. That's like that's the taco truck brand. Like that it's you can't mess with that. It's the best. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I love a good corn tortilla and I feel like a lot of the like a lot of non-latinos are just like, "No, I like the um I like the the flour tortillas." But uh that's because they've never had a good corn tortilla, I think. And especially a fresh corn tortilla that's like, psh, they press it right in front of you and then throw it on yeah. the grill. Oh, baby. Absolutely. That that's like the best. It's so good. But you know what's funny is my mom actually makes an incredible flour tortilla. She's never made corn tortillas. So her thing is flour. And it's like so interesting because I used to love flour as a kid. And now like mm. as an adult, I just think getting into like the taco truck scene in L.A., it's like, how can you not appreciate a good corn tortilla? <laughs> I am absolutely with you. And I have a very good taco truck story from last night that we Ooh. will get into after we're done with your, your fridge. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Okay. Top row. Let's start there. Top row is an ode to Trader Joe's bread products. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have two... Big loaves of Trader Joe. We got an organic white bread, organic whole wheat bread. They really pumped up the font on the organic yeah. for the bread there. They really go all in on that. <laughs> and then this I've never had, and I don't think I've ever been more fascinated or excited to try something. The Trader Joe's classic English muffins. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The Thomases are turning in their graves. I know. I know. Well, you know what's funny is, so I give my husband the grocery list. He does the grocery shopping a lot. And we don't normally go to Trader Joe's, but I love... First of all, hashtag girl boss. Yeah. Hashtag girl boss. (laughs) (laughs) You run these errands for me? (laughs) But to be fair, I do a lot of the cooking. So I feel like that totally evens out. Yes. (laughs) Agreed. But 
when you go to Trader Joe's, you don't get those like classic staple brands a lot. So we had that's how you end up with Trader, Trader Joe's bread, Trader Joe's English muffins. There's probably some other Trader Joe's stuff in here too. <laughs> I am. Uh, how are they? I, I've never had them. They're good, but they got moldy fast. Mm. I had to throw away. I think the majority of that. To be honest, that sucked. I feel like that should be the subtitle to Trader Joe's because every that's like the story of everything at Trader Joe's gets moldy pretty fast, especially their fruits and veggies. It's like you better eat that shit on the car ride home. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Don't buy an avocado from Trader Joe's. Like they're either rock hard or you they're basically guacamole. Like <laughs> they're mushy right. and brown. Let's see here. We have what are these things under the white bread? Oh, those are cookies. We got some Reese's brand cookies and sugar cookies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Treat yourself. (laughs) Now, you've got something here that I've never seen in any fridge, and I have seen all the fridges of all the people. Your alleyums, your garlic and your onion (laughs) are in Tupperware on the top row. Yeah. On front and center, there's three garlic bulbs in like a takeout soup container. Yep. And there's a there's an alien-sized white onion in <laughs> another like Tupperware. Like what is why are why not the crisper? Tell me what's happening here. Yeah, so you know what? Once I start, if you can't really tell from the way this is photographed, but that onion is actually cut on the bottom. So mm. Once I cut something, I just put it automatically in like a Tupperware type of deal so it stays fresh. <laughs> okay. Okay. And okay. yeah, so and I just do the same thing with the garlic because the garlic gets um flaky, you know that outside outer garlic crust stuff just gets everywhere, so to yeah. keep that from getting all over the fridge cuz I also like to keep it clean, I always just put my garlic in like a use exactly like a pho to go container. <laughs> I know. I keep my Tupperware. (laughs) Yeah. I don't hate it. Like if you're not going to dice your onions right away, like that's basically what I do with an onion. I do not hate that idea. I mean, maybe the placement, it's like you're, I've never seen garlic and onion have, this is like the the understudy, like finally getting a a starring role, like front center top. I use so much of this. I use so much garlic. I mean, I make my own salad dressings. There's always minced garlic in that. And I use a lot of onions, too. So it's funny, though. That's a huge onion. It's like floating. (laughs) Like stuck at the top. It wouldn't go all the way down. (laughs) How do you store your onions? Like, what's normal? Am I doing this wrong? (laughs) I Look. It's a tomato tomato situation. I usually just, if I cut it, I will wrap it in uh, plastic wrap and then put it back in, which I guess you're just Mm. doing a more environmentally sound way of doing that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Almost the same. Yeah. You're good. But again, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I'm not used to seeing them in the, I'll get used to it. I'm fine with it, but uh, okay. It's just going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. Anyway, let's get to your wine section over here. Second okay. row, you've got a rosé champagne, mm-hmm. a sparkling rosé. You've got a some sort of champagne situation. Yep. And this is a white wine? Yeah, and I think that's a Chardonnay. Um, you know what's funny? Those are all non-alcoholic. Really? Yeah. 
Is this for dry January or is this a a, a dry year thing? It's probably going to be a whole dry year for me. But yeah, I haven't drank in about three months, which is interesting because I make a lot of wine content. But this January, I was like, why don't I try some of these non-alcoholic brands? So those mm. are all things that I haven't tried before. But yeah, I wanted a sparkling rosé. I wanted just like a, a plain sparkling brute type of thing. And yeah, th- there's it's, it's been an interesting journey for me. And in the corner down there, you can see I have... um athletic brand which is also a non-alcoholic beer Mm. so trying lots of different things right now that don't contain alcohol did you do a dry january you know i'm more of a sober october guy um Ah. i did sober october Uh, i usually do dry january but i think that sober october makes a lot more sense than dry january because January is a hard month and you just want to drink. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think uh, October is like a, like a real get up and go month because you're like, all right, holiday season's coming. I got to do all my work. I got to get everything done. Yeah. Also, there's nothing really going on in October. The weather's still nice. You can go out. You can do stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's a perfect month to go sober. January to me is like, it's cold. You're like, uh, you just want to hibernate. You just want to pour yourself a glass of red wine and just like mm-hmm. roll up on the couch, you know, in front of a fire. Um, I want a Norman Rockwell painting with some Cabernet. So yeah. I think that I'm erring on the side of Sober October now. I've done both. And that's my conclusion. Sober October was way easier to me than Dry January. It would probably be easier for me too, to be honest. But <laughs> but I think I've been sober since October. So I think I technically yeah. did both. <laughs> Wait, so what happened? Tell me what happened. Was there did you did you get into a fight with your husband and you were like, okay, no more booze or one hundred percent that's what happened. <laughs> well, how do you know me so well? <laughs> you know me, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we just kind of realized that we don't ever fight unless there's like alcohol involved. And we were just at this point in our relationship where we're like, you know what? it's not worth it. Like, why are we doing this? It puts extra pressure on us. And, you know, you can, like, the hangover goes away the next day, but then it's like you saw these things that have been said and you're like, let's not. (laughs) So we just decided to take a break indefinitely. And it's actually been really nice. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So now when you get into fights, they're real fights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no hiding behind it. When you're not drinking, it's like you have to take responsibility for everything. And it's actually shed a lot of light. You know, like I can really tell when I'm being shitty. I know what I need to work on. I also know when I feel bad that it's not because I had wine the night before. It's like, mm. oh, I might be sick or something's off. Like, <laughs> It's kind of nice to know that. So I've just been learning a lot about myself during this journey. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, very mature of you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, the only reason I guess that is because that's the reason that most of my friends in my friend group stopped drinking. They're like, we just realized, you know, we drink and we fight. That's like, I haven't, it's not the, the, the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Good for you for figuring that out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Wow, this, this uh, food <laughs> podcast is taking a turn for the therapy. I will say, whenever I like to go down this road of, fun, non-alcoholic drinks when I'm doing uh, the sober months. And I've said it before, Asahi has a non-alcoholic beer that is so good. It's zero calories and zero artificial sugars or anything, which begs the question, what the hell is it? And I think it's just like beer-flavored LaCroix, basically. Okay. 
it really yeah. carbonated? <laughs> yeah, it's carbonated. And it's it tastes pretty damn good. It's just super light, like those Japanese beers. And I don't know, I'm kind of I'm kind of here for it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try that one next. It's on my list now. Have you tried any of the? Well, first of all, how are the non-alcoholic wines and non-alcoholic sparklings? Is it just like juice? They are not like juice, but they're very hit or miss. Um, I come from like a big wine family. My parents love wine. So, and I bought a ton of this uh, from Total Wine. I just bought everything that I thought looked good or interesting because I had no experience in the non alcoholic world before. So, I would bring these like to family dinners and stuff. And I remember there was one bottle that was like undrinkable. It was just, yeah. <laughs> it smelled like pepper. And I was like, oh, maybe this is really sophisticated and good. But <laughs> when I drank it, it was like, this is awful. Um, that Yeah, that was a red wine. I really like the sparklings and the white wines. I think that there's some brands that are really doing it right. But yeah, it's kind of hard to find. It's not like you could just walk into a store and pick up a non-alcoholic brand and like get something that you thought was good if you're used to drinking wine, like actual yeah. like well-made wine. So I think there's a lot of progression that needs to happen with this technology, but I appreciate that it's out there. Like for people like me, I'm not sober, but I'm pretty much sober, you know, I'm not drinking. So it's like, well, (laughs) it's kind of nice to know that these options are there. It's so good. I mean, I love my, when I do the month off drinking, I love it. I wake up early. I go to the gym every day. I feel great. You know, I'm a little bored, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm a little bored. <laughs> yeah, it's it's boring being so healthy. <laughs> it is boring being so healthy. Well, that's the whole thing is like it gets boring and then you have to fill it up with things like writing and reading and being productive and writing that script you've always wanted. So it's like, you know, I feel like you fill up that boredom with productive things. That's like, that's why everyone who like goes to AA suddenly like just like, they say it themselves. They're like, you'll just see the miracles. And it's like, they just start, I think it's just because they're not hungover and they just work a lot more. Really? <laughs> Good things happen. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my miracle. I'm like, <laughs> what? I stopped drinking. Like, when do I get the benefits of it? Like, I guess I look good, but like, <laughs> I want the rest of it. Where's my million dollar opportunity? <laughs> Give me my miracle. <laughs> you have one of my favorite basic B supermarket bought salmons, which is the Trader Joe's uh, Atlantic salmon. Uh, mm. It is delicious. It's mm-hmm. very fatty. It travels well. It doesn't mold quickly. Um, I like that a lot. So kudos. Yeah. Why is that one in particular is good. I agree with you. Every time I try to buy salmon from a different grocery store, I feel like I end up throwing it out. It smells weird. Yeah. I've been getting Instacart salmon from Whole Foods, like the Whole Ooh. Food delivery salmon. Brave. <laughs> And every time they send it, they leave the scales on. And I'm like, who wants the scales on a salmon filet? Why are you doing this to me? I don't like that either. I wouldn't, I would not like that. No, I now have to, now I have to be, uh, be a fisherman and take out my scaler and scale the fish. I have to be a fishmonger now. Okay. And then you've got your, your half eaten Goya beans. Yep. Uh, you've got your faye. Total good, good stuff, good stuff. Mm-hmm. You got the take home salsa verde situation, yeah. And then you know, I don't know for 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 a mexicana, I think I'm gonna have to ding you for your Kroger shredded mild cheddar cheese. 
Again, Dan, do I have to remind you? I don't do the grocery shopping. (laughs) (laughs) You give him the list. You gave him the list. It's not my fault. Do you think I wrote Kroger on the list? Kroger brand mild cheddar only. It's the best cheese. (laughs) It's the best cheese. Oh, my God. I love it. You know, it's funny. I almost never request shredded cheese. I almost always just buy the block and just, you know, shave it down myself. So I feel like there must have been something specific I was making to get this shredded cheese. Like, I wish I remember. (laughs) I think you're just embarrassed because I'm putting you on blast. And I'm going to embarrass you a little more because behind the Kroger shredded cheese is... Pre-shredded Parmesan cheese in the back, peeking its little head out. Yes. I, yeah. well, first of all, I believe it's shaved. And I always have shaved Parmesan on deck. I am going to defend that choice. <laughs> I top it with salads. Like, I need that ready to go, like, immediately. <laughs> I'm not going to okay. shave my own Parmesan. That's just too hard <laughs> of a cheese. That's a difficult shave. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> Wow, she's defending the shave. She's defending the shave, everybody. The ca- the anti-caking agents, it's all being defended. What? Wait, hold on. Is there something I need to know about this? Oh, why don't you read the ingredients of your shaved Parmesan? And let me tell you, uh, it's definitely more than the words shaved Parmesan. It's going to have 30 ingredients in there. Anti-caking agents... The uh, tears of of uh, extinct animals. It's it's really <laughs> awful. Okay. Well, now I, at least I know. Now I, <laughs> I've learned something from this podcast. Thank you for <laughs> letting me know. <laughs> One thing. You got it. And then we go down Crisper Lane. Crisper, pretty, you know, pretty not much going on. Got some bagged veggies. It's a pretty respectable fridge. What's this thing here in the middle next to the tortillas? That's some white rice. White rice, okay, okay. Yeah. Not a lot of proteins in here. Although, I guess that's chicken under the fish, huh? Yeah, those are the only proteins I eat, to be honest with you. I uh, Meat kind of grosses me out, which I'm sure will be a topic that we'll get into. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? There's no time like the present. Meat grosses you out. Why? Well, I was a vegetarian for, I think, seven years, and I just recently, about a year ago, started incorporating chicken back into my diet. And actually, I was I was kind of, I was like a vegetarian for maybe four years, and I was a pescatarian for a couple of years, so I added in fish because it was really okay. hard to get enough protein. And then finally, my body was kind of starting to crave chicken, so I was like, I'm just going to listen to it and do some chicken and turkey. But it's still kind of hard for me to wrap my head around, like pork and beef that kind of stuff is still difficult for me i'm working on it interesting so this is i wanted to i'm going to go back to what i put a pin in which was that i last night went to a korean restaurant in koreatown with my buddy paul he's a food writer and he gets invited to these free meals and i'm usually his plus one so it's very fun But whenever I'm in Koreatown or driving through, there's a place that I like to make a stop at called Tacos La Guerra. La Guerra? La Guerra. Yeah. Guerra. La Guerra. And um, they are a a street-side taco joint. Like, they just pop up on the side of the road. Their Tacos al Pastor is, like, nothing I've ever had in my... Like, it's... 
It's literally like you just uh, you cross the border, you're in Tijuana, you found that amazing Al Pastor place. It's so unbelievable. It it might be vying for my favorite bite in LA. Um, wow. But I think Al Pastor might be a very good intro to pork for you. I say this you as a what? as a as a Jew who didn't eat pork his whole life. Yeah, so that's the thing is I that's one of the things that I actually miss about pork is a really good pastor taco. Um Yeah. That it's, and pasole. It's so good. Um I can't get enough of it. Anyway, tacos Guerra, shout out. Aaron, I'm just gonna send you a taco from them every day until you eat one. <laughs> What street is it on? Because I live close to this place. I'll go. I'll meet you there. Maybe I'll have oh, one of really? these tacos. Yeah. <laughs> OMG. That would be so great. It's on Pico and Western, basically. That's actually close to where I'm at. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Tell everyone what your address is on the pod. Uh, <laughs> humans have been making wine for over 8,000 years. But non-alcoholic wine is a very new thing. At least the fancy pants versions that Erin has in her fridge. But when did this trend start? In 1869, a New Jersey dentist and prohibitionist named Thomas Bramwell Welch pasteurized unfermented Concord grape juice as a non-intoxicating quote-unquote wine that could be used for communion at his Methodist church. That zero-proof beverage found its way to congregations across the country and launched America's processed fruit juice industry. In fact, until 1890, Welch's grape juice was known as Dr. Welch's unfermented wine. That guy must have fucked. I am going to get to the questions that I ask every guest, uh, starting with, what is your earliest food memory? My earliest food memory is not necessarily a good one, but it's actually hospital food. Oh, no. (laughs) My first memory is actually going to visit my mom in the hospital when my little brother was born. So I was about two. And for some reason, I really distinctly remember the hospital rice. And it was like a kind of like a white version of like a Chinese type of fried rice. It was like, Mm. it had the frozen, you know, the frozen like peas and carrots. It's like the carrot is like in a little square. Yes. (laughs) yes. And rice. (laughs) That's your earliest food memory. Wow. Yeah. I remember being excited and like going to visit my mom and she had a meal and she shared some of this rice with me. And I don't know why I I like actually also really remember the hospital smell with it. So it was like two bad things. (laughs) Yeah. And you associate that with your brother, too. Yeah. I mean, I love my brother. I I hate my brother so much. I want to vomit every time I see him. (laughs) He's escaped the negative connotation in this context. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, what is your death row meal? Let's think of a reason that you are on death row. Let's say Ooh. that you and your husband decide, you know what, we're going to have wine one night. Let's do it. And you're so excited. <laughs> and you cheers him. He gives you the wine and you drink it. And it was that pepper-smelling, non-alcoholic wine. He fucks with you. You were like, God damn it! And you just like, you wail a toot on him. A little, You go a little too far. Now you're on death row. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. <laughs> this story involves me murdering my husband. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you're on death row. What is your death row meal? 
my mom's chicken enchiladas. Mm. Incredible enchiladas. But you know what? I would want to make them. I was thinking about this question. I was like, you know what? Last time she made them, they just weren't that good. And I feel like I'm now better at making the enchiladas. So I would want to make them. But I don't know if you can do that when you're on death row, can you? <laughs> like, would they let me cook if it was really my last day? Yeah, well, this is actually a new show on Food Network called Death Row Meal, where you have to cook your own death row meal. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and if it's enough to please the judges, you have a stay of execution. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the way reality TV is going these days, I could see that show getting greenlit. <laughs> that may, that could be like a Japanese game show for sure. Not in America, but in Japan, I could see that being a thing. Do they have the death row in Japan? I don't think so. That's a are, good question. Like, are we the only country that is savage enough to do this still? That's definitely not true. Like Saudi Arabia, they do oh, it yeah. <laughs> like, with a sword. <laughs> Like, <laughs> they just like, they'll kill you but they don't make you stay in jail first right 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 yeah there's no court or jail they just show up to your house <laughs> their death row is like immediate right exactly what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had french laundry during truffle season Ooh, bougie alert i like it I mean, can you even mess with the French laundry during truffle season? Like, what could be better than that? <laughs> OMG. You might, you just, you just like killed the competition. Did I? Truffle season, French laundry. No one's ever said that. When was wow. this? And was it white truffle or black truffle? This was a couple years ago it was a while back but um mm -hmm. yeah it was we were actually celebrating it was with my family we we're celebrating an event i think it was actually might have been my brother's one of my brother's graduations and we're like let's go to the french laundry to celebrate and um i definitely had black truffles but i'm sure mm -hmm. that they had both but it was incredible like i really really remember the risotto just being next level and of course they come out with the truffles in like a little special box and they're do you want the extra truffles and you're like uh yeah and on the bill it's like two hundred dollars like and they shave it in front of you and like cover the whole risotto with like a whole layer of the truffles. Oh, love it so good um, so good. Also, have you been there before? I've never been to the French Laundry. Um, I mean, I've been to the location. Yeah. And I've frolicked in the farm across the street. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't actually gone to it. Yeah, it's it, definitely go if you have the opportunity to if you're up there. But it's just incredible. It's a highly choreographed experience. Like it's very yeah. much about like the service um, as well as the food, which I, I love that whole idea too, because I feel like so many times, I mean, and I've worked in the service industry, so it's like no shade, but I feel like so many times you <laughs> eat out and you're like, this is, the service here is just not, not good. And then you go to the French laundry and they're like, everyone comes out at the same time and they take the lid off the soup all at the same time. It's like very well rehearsed. Like, it's like you're in a play or something. Yes. Yes, it's very hard to go to a regular restaurant after that. You're like, excuse me, Cheesecake Factory. This dish should have a cloche on top of it that you pull off. <laughs> right? This chicken marsala needs a better presentation. <laughs> I have notes. Oh. No, I get it. I mean, I went to his restaurant in New York per se. So I understand like his, his Thomas Keller's level of like service. I mean, look, it's that three Michelin star thing. It's just like bonkers. It's so fun.
Yeah, it's super fun. Fun for yeah. a special occasion. Until you get the bill. They should be able to do a thing at this where it's like, you'll get your bill in a month in your email inbox. So you're like, okay, great. So you can enjoy the meal. You just get up and leave. Forget <laughs> about it. And then like a month later when you're like sitting in your at your office or whatever, like an email pops up and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. So that that feeling doesn't taint the actual meal. That's got to be like the worst way to get your bill, like a random bill. Imagine you're having a great day and you get that bill. It's like $3,000 depending on what wine you ordered. You're like, uh, can I dispute this? What is the best low-end meal that you've ever had? I'm a big believer in the low-end meal. Like I... Mm. I don't know why. I think it's just because I love Mexican food and I feel like the best Mexican food comes from the taco trucks, you know, but like I, it's not even culturally specific, though. You know, like I love a good deli. I love a good bowl of pho. But like I think the best my favorite low end meal is I, I love Leo's tacos. Like I'm that's my mm. truck. Yeah, yeah. Leo's tacos is great. Yeah, so two chicken tacos and a Mexican Coke. That is my favorite like meal in LA under 15 bucks for sure. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, the Mexicans have really done it with the Coke. Right? I mean, that, like That Mexican Coke is like, there's no contest. Like there's no like alternative universe where anyone's like, no, I actually like the non-Mexican version better. Yeah. I don't care how much of a xenophobe you are. <laughs> You will like the Mexican Coke better than the American Coke. It is definitely better. And also just that bottle. The bottle is great. Mm, yeah, just, that like glass old timey bottle. Well, it's just, you know, the difference is it's just made with pure sugar versus corn syrup. Yeah. And it just tastes muy bueno. What's your favorite drunk food? My favorite drunk food is... From back in uh, the day. My favorite drunk food is yelling at my husband. Oh, my God. <laughs> Getting in a fight. <laughs> no, my favorite drunk food is McDonald's fries and Hell McFlurry. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, you Hell know what? I actually yeah. had that two nights ago and I wasn't even drunk. <laughs> mm, did it still slap, as the kids say? 100%. Yeah. Why are yeah. the French fries from McDonald's so good? Like, I probably don't really i wouldn't really order much else off that menu but the fries and the ice cream are so good are you one of those trash people who dips the fries in the ice cream um sometimes but i'm a more of a sauce girl like i'm not necessarily yeah. the fries plus the ice cream i'm more of like i need every sauce i need your ranch your barbecue your spicy Szechuan. I need all of that. And I like yeah. opening all of the sauces and dipping the fries like a maniac. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I've always said, I think McDonald's fries are the perfect food. Like it's the perfect everything, the perfect bite, the perfect size, the perfect temperature when it's served well. It's But, that, but that's another, it has the Trader Joe's effect where you've got 20 seconds to eat those puppies. Those yeah. cannot be sitting around. Yeah, they can't get cold. Um, you can't mm -mm. like deliver. You can't Uber them. It's not. Mm -mm. It's no. not going to be as good. But yeah, no, you're you have totally to earn it. right. It's like the right amount of salty, the right amount of crispy. I feel like every other fry, like fast food fry or I don't know, a nice end. I always measure every fry up to a McDonald's. Like like you said, fresh, yeah. hot fry. Like is it mm. as good as this? Like, where are your thoughts on In and Out fries? I think they're an abomination. I think they're awful. I think they taste <laughs> like cardboard. 
They're soggy. <laughs> I try everything. I'm like, can you cook them super well done, please? And just like pull them out real quick and like let, like salt them right. And like it always comes out super subpar. I don't know yeah. why. And they're not salted enough. Yeah, you're 100% right. They are not good. Like I don't – I love how people get excited about In-N-Out because like as a Californian, I'm like, yeah, that's part of our identity. But I will never tell you that an In-N-Out fry is better than like a generic Indiana McDonald's. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. No shade to the Indiana McDonald's. <laughs> By the way, I think that might be my my new that death row meal is an, an In and Out burger with McDonald's fries. <laughs> like yeah, I've right. never had that before. Like that would probably like make my taste buds go to Nirvana. Because uh, you always have to suffer. Why do we always have to suffer? Because the McDonald's burgers aren't that great, but the fries yep. are heavenly. In and Out burgers are unbelievable, but their fries are awful. Is Why that your can't favorite s- burger? In LA? It's my favorite fast food burger for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my favorite fancy pants burger is at the Honor Bar. Yes. Yes. I have had that one before too. That one's solid. It's so good because they make it with coleslaw and barbecue sauce. And I am like, I'm always like, I, I feel like people think I'm in the hands of big barbecue sauce because I'm always saying barbecue sauce should be more famous than ketchup. Like it is to me the best sauce ever. I love barbecue sauce. I love barbecue sauce too. Which kind is your favorite? So lately, I'm very and I, I this is I don't know if you know this about me, but I am food Stradamus and I make food predictions that happen. And I think oh. what is going to take over the food world is South Carolina mustard-based barbecue sauce. Okay. Um, so it is a yellow barbecue sauce that is just the best and i'm starting to see it on the shelves a little more than i did before i think it's starting the 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 stars are aligning the 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 moon is on the right axis it's happening um but i'm not so bougie with my barbecue sauce though like i could go kroger barbecue sauce and still love it yeah you know i do like that what is it what they have a great label and a great name is it like lick off the bone barbecue sauce or something it's like bone lick sauce or like lipstick bone lipstick bone <laughs> no i'm having a stroke sorry it's like <laughs> what is Honestly, it called i would probably buy it just from the name alone because that sounds yeah. great but yeah no i love what's yours i don't have a go-to one like i don't have a perfect one that i love but i i tend to like mine less on the sweet side i like a little more mm-hmm. vinegar in it yeah i think if it's if it can be slightly spicy, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, I need to find my like favorite trademark brand though, so I can tell people like, oh no, this is the one. <laughs> it's like right. flex, like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm so specific. I have one brand. <laughs> I can make you sound a little bit more fancy though. I think you like a North Carolina style barbecue because that is a vinegar based barbecue sauce. Yeah, so you can say that and sound like barbecue people would be like, oh. Oh, she knows her stuff. <laughs> okay, I will definitely make that mental note. Yeah, I love vinegar, so count me in that. Yeah, same. Did you have a favorite hangover cure back in the back in the boozing days? You know, I kind of did, um, but it's funny because it's like I I never did this for myself. I would never get this for myself, except for like once or twice a year because it's hard to find a good place that does it. 
But I love pozole, but pozole with chicken. Pozole with chicken. Pozole is that soup, right? Yeah, Mexican soup, just like with like it's simple, like hominy and like cabbage. Um it's so yeah. freaking good and tortillas, the corn tortillas of course. Mexican soups are very good hangover cures. In fact, like menudo is like is like made for like it was created just to, to cure hangovers. I know. So like here's the thing, I used to love menudo when I ate meat. I even would eat yeah. the tripe, like the stomach yeah. lining, all the questionable stuff. I would eat it. But you know, once meat started to gross me out, I re- like I couldn't do it anymore even though I still love that broth. That is so freaking good. Um so now I'm like a little more careful with that, but I found that there's some places in LA that will do like a chicken substitute for a pozole, but you can't hmm. really do that with the menudo. So that's why I had to switch no. my soups up a little bit. That and a fountain Coke. Why does a fountain Coke help with a hangover more than any other Coke? It has to be fountain. Wow. I, you know, I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm with you. Why is it different? I don't know why that is. And that's not even my favorite Coke. Like, I love a Mexican Coke. I don't know why it's different, but it is. <laughs> I love the hangover specificity. Like, you're calling <laughs> in. You're like, here's what I need. This pozole. But sub this for that. Make sure you get this from the fa-. They're like, how is this hungover lady so on it? <laughs> why is she so, so on it? I think it has something to do with the carbonation. Yes, I do think you're right. I think there is, like, a aggressive amount of carbonation in those. Yeah. It's like you almost know? too much, like almost like yeah. Topo Chico level where it's like it almost feels bad. But for some reason, it helps with your stomach when you feel like you're just about to throw up. <laughs> yeah, this is the best ad for Fountain Coke you've ever heard. It'll help with your stomach just when you're about to throw up. Fountain Coke. <laughs> the only time. I mean, there's a lot of people at any given time that probably need to cure a hangover. So, I mean, this yeah. would probably work if you're feeling sick. I think it would work in general. Morning sickness, <laughs> like nausea, traveling. <laughs> like We could really make a whole campaign for the Fountain Coke. I love that we're spending this much time promoting the literal most popular company in the world, Coca-Cola. Like they need our help. And McDonald's. <laughs> and McDonald's. <laughs> Fuck you, little guys. We are going for Coke and McDonald's. <laughs> um, I want to try a new question out. You're the first one. I think this would be fun, a fun start, but I, I've, I've never asked this question to guests. Um, but I'm throwing this on the list. Favorite dessert? Oh, you know, I kind of like a trash dessert. Mm, give it to me. I'm not a chocolate person. I have um, a feeling I'm, we're about to promote McDonald's again. <laughs> probably. Probably a little bit. I do love a McFlurry. But no, I love, okay, <laughs> like fruity flavored things. Like I'm obsessed with Twizzlers. Like, I could mm. probably eat a whole pound of Twizzlers in, like, a course of a day and a half. It's bad. But, yeah, I kind of like things like that, like Twizzlers. Wow. Um. <laughs> um, to my listeners, I want to apologize that the first answer we got for favorite dessert was fucking Twizzlers. <laughs> this was the first and last time that we asked, what is your favorite dessert on Green Eggs and Dan? Thank you, Aaron. No, I'm just kidding. 
but hashtag be better. I love artificial <laughs> flavored strawberry stuff, you know? Same thing with like oh a strawberry God. ice cream, like She's a doubling down. She's doubling down, everybody. <laughs> She's doubling down. <laughs> I am not the best dessert girly, I'll be honest. <laughs> Probably the worst person to ask this question to. <laughs> That's so funny. I have no standards when it comes to the desserts. <laughs> Again, to my listeners, it seems like she wants to keep going. Uh, I'm trying to change the subject, but she won't stop. She keeps talking about it. We can change the subject. Okay. We'll edit it all out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Donnie, don't edit it. Do not edit a second. The people must know. <laughs> Who's your favorite celebrity food personality? Um, I mean, it has to be Bourdain and Keller. Bourdain and Keller. Well, That's a very good one-two punch. By the way, Thomas Keller's master class, he has like a master class on cooking, is one of the more zen, like, give your brain a massage, things to watch. I absolutely love it. Um, he's just, like, so calm and collected and nice. That's a good one-two punch. Okay, yeah, I got to watch that. I didn't know he had a master class. I need a master class subscription, clearly. But, yeah, I like his books, too. Have you ever read Ad Hoc? Uh, I have the... Which cookbook is it that I have? Is it the ad hoc cookbook that I have? There's one that I have on my on my coffee table. The blue is it blue? No, I think it's it looks like a chalkboard. It has like a oh like a cut different cuts of a cow. I have uh, wait ad hoc at home. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, oh, if yeah. you take the if you take that sleeve off, it's a blue book. Yeah, that book rocks. Love that book. Yeah, that's great. And also, so Bourdain's books are so good too. I read. I think two of them last year. And I don't know. I miss him so much. Does everyone say Bourdain? They have to, right? Yeah. You know what's funny? I, I've, I've always joke about how I should change this question to favorite food personality besides Anthony Bourdain. But that's a good one. And the fact that you've read two of his books lately. Uh, you know that um, some of my reviews of my book, Undercooked, have been compared to uh, Anthony Bourdain. So, Oh, my God. If you want a, uh, if you want to try uh, um, a... Iranian-American version of uh, <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. I do. <laughs> Undercooked. Get it on shelves now. It's at the Atlanta airport. Okay. Desert island food. You're trapped on a desert island. One food. You're never going to get tired of I'm going to be strategic with this answer, though. Okay. But I want to preface it by saying this is not like naked and afraid survivalist food necessarily. Okay. It's like just a food that you won't ever get tired of. I think I have to say a burrito bowl, not necessarily from Chipotle, but something like that, just because hmm. I I feel like you can get all your nutrients from a burrito bowl. Like yeah. rice, beans, chicken, some sort of veggie, whether it's like fajita veggie or lettuce or something and salsa. I feel like I can actually eat that every single day. Also, I'm kind of boring a lot with my food sometimes. Like my everyday, day-to-day go-tos are very simple. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But that is a good, I'll give you credit for burrito bowl, but you did kind of hack the, there's, that's like, that's like 30 ingredients. <laughs> oh, wait, I can only have one ingredient? Like one food? <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll take burrito bowl. I thought bowl. it meant that's a fine. meal. Okay. Let me, if it's one food, I do have an answer, but can Please. I have accessories to the food that aren't <laughs> another ingredient necessarily? <laughs> I will let you speak. And then if I need to stop you midway, I will. Okay. I think it would legit just be white rice. <laughs> wow. With rice vinegar, soy sauce, and sesame seeds. So just accessories to it. I think I could eat that every day. That's actually a fun one. In fact, one of my go-to, I have nothing in the pantry dishes 
is I will cook some rice. I'll put some, uh, I'll, you know, I'll make it a little Japanesey. And then I will make an omelet and put it on top of that and just have like an omelet and rice. Sometimes I'll even put the raw egg on top of the cooked rice and just mix it in and have like a mushy slurry of uh, rice and egg. <laughs> raw but, egg? Yeah, yeah, I know. But I don't know. I, I like where your mind's at. I think that's mm-hmm. good. Is there a food that you can't stand eating? Raw red onions. Really? Yeah. That makes sense. Can't do it. Although, I don't know. Aren't raw red onions a big part of the Mexican staple? Sometimes, but I find that the white onions are more used like in taco truck culture. So sometimes if you go like to a bougie place, they'll do red onions in like a, a taco or something. But yeah, I don't, I'll pick them out. I think they're just too yeah. strong. If there's no vinegar, if they're not pickled, it's just a little too much. They're aggressive for sure. Yeah. For sure they're aggressive. Okay. <laughs> Dan's favorite question. My last question. What yeah. is or what are your restaurant pet peeves? Okay. I hate it when you go to a Mexican restaurant and I'm excluding the taco trucks from them. That This does not count for a taco truck. I feel like you get what you pay for with this taco truck, okay? Mm-hmm. But I hate it when you go to an actual sit-down Mexican restaurant and there's a ton of stems in your cilantro. Wow. That's lazy. That's lazy prep work. That is such a good one. Right? I love that, that. Doesn't that suck? That does suck. <laughs> it sucks. And it's like, that's why we're paying the premium. Right. So that you can do the annoying things that we don't want to do at home. Exactly. Like, get rid of the part that people don't eat. Oh, good for you. That's, Aaron. that might be one of the best restaurant pet peeves I've heard in a while. Because I've heard them all. And I have not heard that. That is such a really? deep cut. That is such a deep cut. <laughs> it's like something that annoys me. Annoys the shit out of me. And that I always notice so it when I'm just like, oh, God, really? But yeah, what, that's what I'm saying. I, you have to exclude the taco trucks because like I know they're working quick and they're just like, yeah. you no, know, it's like a low cost item. They're just putting stuff together. They're feeding the whole community of L.A. I'm not going to yeah. hold that against a taco truck, but a restaurant where they have staff that can do this, that that really, really bugs me. It's like someone didn't train uh, you all right. That is such a good one. If anyone's listening, working at a Mexican restaurant, um, and you want to put Erin on blast, her Instagram is <laughs> at... <laughs> Wait, out of curiosity, what's yours? What is your restaurant pet peeve? I mean, I have so many, and it just keeps rotating. It's like a rotating cast of pet peeves. Um, but uh, a couple of notable ones, ones of note are the server not writing down the order and, you know, just like winging it. And suddenly mm-hmm. we're involved in... in his or her like uh, mind uh, exercises. Like I don't want to be a part of it. Um, I don't like it when they read the specials to me and don't tell me how much they are. Fuck you. I shouldn't have to guess. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, what are some other good ones of late? I, I don't like when they sneakily add the, add the service and like, they don't tell you and you might just add another 20% on top of that. I don't like that. Yeah, and know. they don't let you know. Well, can I ask you a question about your opinion on a lawsuit that's happening right now? Please. Have you heard of this Dunkin' Donuts lawsuit? No. So Dunkin' Donuts is getting so, like, sued for, I think, like $500 million, a lot of money from uh, discrimination for people who don't drink cow milk because of upcharges 
which a lot, they are by far, they are not the only establishment that is doing this. Like if you order soy milk or almond or oat, you're paying an extra dollar in most places. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about that lawsuit? Do you think it's actually discriminatory to people who don't drink milk? Well, are those other milks more expensive is the is like the only question that needs to be answered, right? I don't think they're more expensive necessarily than if you're buying in bulk. Well, then, yeah, that seems like a money grab. Yeah. If it's the same exact price, yeah. That's And they'll charge you like 75 cents to a dollar. I was at a place yesterday, and I now that I'm thinking about this, I was paying attention, and I ordered a matcha latte, and then they were like, oh, you know, with oat milk, that's an extra dollar, a whole dollar. And I was like, that seems like a lot. Also, <laughs> shouldn't the milk that comes from an actual living animal be more expensive than the fucking <laughs> oats that they mix with water and then... S- put through a mesh sieve that's so true like why is a mcdonald's hamburger like 25 cents and a beyond burger is like seven dollars like if i'm that cow i'm pissed like if i died for you what the fuck man that is not like that's a more rare commodity yes exactly it should be like oh do you want the life-giving milk of another animal that'll be ten dollars extra for your coffee (laughs) 100%. You want ground up almonds? Yeah, uh, we'll pay you to have those. (laughs) Yeah, the the lawsuit should be the other way around. (laughs) Because what we're realizing. (laughs) Oh my God, that is so funny. Anyway, thoughts and prayers to Dunkin' Donuts. You see, we're not all about all fast foods, just McDonald's (laughs) and Coca Cola. Just the good companies, McDonald's and Coca Cola, who do nothing wrong. Sorry, (laughs) Duncan. (laughs) Erin, this was such a pleasure. Please tell the people where they can find you. Yes, please. You guys on Instagram, I'm at darling with four H's. That's D-A-H-H-H-H-L-I-N-G and TikTok there as well. And that's where I hang out. It's where I be. I love it. I love it. Thank you so very much. And oh, I totally forgot. I put a pin in my head. I wanted to give you a recommendation for a fantastic burrito bowl in L.A., uh, shout out to Sonora Town. Have you ever gotten food from Sonora Town? Love that place. Fantastic. That place rocks. Oh, good. Yes, thank okay. you for reminding me. I need to eat there again. I've never been on the same page with someone so many times with someone who doesn't drink alcohol and doesn't really eat meat. This is amazing. <laughs> I know. We can all get along, everyone. <laughs> so great. I'm going to read your book. I can't wait. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.